<laughs> okay. Chad smidged it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fro Show. I am your host, Frank Mencken, and I'm joined here by the, my wonderful co-host, Joe Murray. Woo. Hello, Joe. Hello. How was your week? My week was good. Yeah? Real good. Real busy. Real busy? Great to be busy. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's good to be back. We fixed the issue of the doorway behind you. Yes. <laughs> um, for the audio listeners, that doesn't matter. But nope. for the three people that watch the video, it does. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think one of them was me, too. One, oh, one of them was me, so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you to the thank one, you thank you to the one person who watched the video podcast <laughs> oh no um <laughs> so in other news all right um do you want to go do you want to talk about the tie fighters yeah so last episode we were talking about uh star wars sounds and sound design and star wars and things like that um and we spoke about what was it we're talking about movie sound effects and yeah, like Foley. What was the one sound effect? We Oh, the lightsabers. Yeah. And then we were wanting to know how they made the TIE Fighters yeah. sounds. Yeah. So, I, th- I found that out. It wasn't a very reliable source. So What do you mean? Like, was it... Like, it was a, a comment on a YouTube video. Uh, that's not reliable <laughs> at all. No, but the guy... That's I, Joe from down the street. <laughs> no, I looked into him and he seemed... He, like you he wasn't just a, a random a as in comment. i clicked in him on no anyway <laughs> anyway um, that's the breadth of your research I, is no, clicking the youtube comment i looked at other things and okay. they some synced up right i hope it's right don't hate me if it's not um i, I already hate you oh. fuck you <laughs> well um but he um i forgot the the sound designer's name something but but Bert. Man bird. No, Birdman. Bert. Bert. Oh. I think. Uh, Bert Simpson. John. It doesn't matter. Go. Tell uh, your story. Um, he went and recorded an elephant, believe it or not, mm. and then slowed it down, pitched it down, and I think reversed it, put a bunch of distortion on it, and then a couple of other things. A chorus, I think. And a chorus? Yeah. Like a choir? N- no. It's oh. an effect. Oh, okay. I don't... I can't explain what it does. Well, why are you here then? <laughs> you can't explain shit. No, I'm kidding. Um, um, yeah, I don't really understand what choruses and flanges do. That's okay. Carry but on then. I think you use one of them. Yeah. Yeah, so an elephant. Elephant, pitched down, slowed down, reversed, distortion, and then a few other things. And that's a TIE fighter. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not George Lucas. I listen I listened back to the podcast, right? Yeah. The one that we did last week. Mm. And I listened to me doing the TIE Fighter sound effect. <laughs> yeah. And I was listening to it. I was like, wow, that's really accurate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I was well, really proud of elephant. myself. So, you know, um, go listen to the episode. Yes. And um, no, I'm talking to you. Oh. You need to listen to the episode and listen to my TIE Fighter impression. Because I did actually, listen to it. I don't remember that though. Listen to it again and okay. focus on my TIE Fighter impression. I will. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of movies. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks is, uh, <laughs> is interesting. Yeah. So, um. Joseph and I live in the wonderful state of Queensland. 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 Um, we live uh, in and around the city of Brisbane, Woo. which is about an hour away from the Gold Coast, where a lot of films um, and TV shows and stuff are filmed on the mm. Warner Brothers lot. 
I think, was Thor done there not long ago? Yeah. yeah. Thor Ragnarok, Pirates and of the Caribbean. Aquaman? Aquaman was also Gosh. filmed there. Yeah. Right. All those like really big picture films are filmed there. Mm. Um, and so Tom Hanks is there at the moment filming a Elvis, Elvis Presley film, um, like a biopic. Oh. Um, and he announced today that he's come down with Corona, uh, <laughs> since arriving in Australia, uh, which is rather unsettling when half the people Joseph and I know are from the Gold Coast. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's, that was my first thought is that like, at, <laughs> like half the people I know come up from the Gold Coast yeah. to the city. So. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you didn't think about this, did no. you? No. I actually think my project partner for one of my projects not long ago is a from the Gold Coast. You know what the advantage of being quarantined is? What? We can film as many podcasts as we yeah, need. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, I um, I actually feel really bad for Tom Hanks. Like, mm. He seems like a man with a really great work ethic, and I feel bad for him that he has to quarantine himself for two yeah. weeks. Um, also... Fuck you, universe, for making it Tom Hanks. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the heck? It could could it not have been like I don't know, fucking Weinstein, Bill Cosby, <laughs> um, fucking Kevin Spacey, any of those <laughs> other like middle aged dudes over? Well, not even middle aged, like over sixty, which is the bra- bracket that kills that is killed uh, by Corona. Yeah. It had to be Tom Hanks. <laughs> had to the be the one, one man that we love. Oh man. Uh, um, oh, that sucks. No, speaking of uni, mm. um, so we, Joe and I, uh, make a little list uh, at the start uh, and during the week for the podcast mm-hmm. um, of stuff that we want to and or are willing to talk about uh, in the hour that we share with you. Mm. Um, and on my list last week, I had um, two very simple words um, <laughs> that just said uni X. <laughs> um, I forgot about as that. As in university X. <laughs> Uh, Tell and, us more. And Joseph was very upset when we ran out of time yeah. and told me after the show that he was really excited to hear that story. <laughs> yes. Um, so, here goes that story. Let's go. So, uh, end of 2018, start of 2019, I was um, seeing this girl. Uh, I can't say her name. Uh, we'll, call her, we'll call her... Uh, uh, John. Yeah, we'll call her John. So, John... John and I, John and I met in the concert, and uh, she was very lovely, and we dated for a little bit. Mm-hmm. It was very sweet. Um, I've just realised that I've advertised this podcast on Instagram, and she follows me. But oh. uh, um, that's fine. Hello, uh, John. <laughs> um, yes. Hope you well. <laughs> Learn your lesson next time. Um, so basically, uh, we were together for like four or five months, uh, and it was really good. Like she was not oh, three three months. Sorry. Uh, mm. And it was nice. Like we were, we were, we were like close. Um, and then because so she lived on like essentially the entirely entire other side of the city to me. Mm. Um, so the only time that we would see each other was when we could both get into the city, and um, and go out and do something, mm-hmm. um, which wouldn't be too much of a problem. Um, but it me- it means that like we didn't get to see each other that often, which is fine. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. With that in mind, this is like our third date or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was all well and good. Uh, enjoyed myself. Uh, it was very fun. And it was the end of the day. 
And uh, and then she told me she loved me on the third date. Oh. I was like, mm, that's a bit intense. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know how to deal with emotions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I freaked out a bit uh, and then was like. Mm. Uh, and then I got my teaching job. She was a year younger than me. So she was still a student at the time. Um when I was when I was like in university, so I just graduated. Oh right! So she was one year below us. Yep. Um, and um, and so I called her and I was like, "Hey, like I've got this teaching position and I have a blue card, um, oh. and basically like we can't date anymore, uh, because I can't associate with minors, which mm. is partly true, but also there's laws that make it okay if you're dating." Someone before. before you like get your blue card, yeah. Um, and if you knew each other before you turned eighteen, that's was sort of that. Thing. Wait, did you know before you turned eighteen? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I was seventeen. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, that's called the Romeo and Juliet law. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, so, um, I called her and was like, "Hey, like this isn't gonna work out." Also, because I was like pretty freaked out over the whole. Um, I love you thing because mm. like that's a lot for a third day. Yeah. Um, anyway, so it ended and we were fine. Like we were pro- both on pretty good terms. Yeah. Anyway, she's a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I did a year in a course um, already that mm. I ended up dropping out of and not continuing. Right. Um, and so I, uh, I always knew she had a slight interest in, uh, in photography Oh, um, <laughs> so oh no! I uh, I showed up on my first day of uni <laughs> and was walking across uh, campus, and lo and behold, who do I see? Wow! John is walking <laughs> towards me, <laughs> um, and oh me being the kind and courteous man that I am, mm-hmm. was like, "Hello," <laughs> <laughs> Hello and then she John. went and just looked away from me. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh." Okay, I see how it is. Right. Um, so that was very awkward, mm-hmm. and uh, I still haven't entirely recovered. Oh. Wait, so she just go to the same uni, or is she in, like, the she's same She's in the classes? same course as me. So she's oh. in all my lectures. She's not in any of my tutes, um, which but I guess is good. If she continues the course and you but continue the course. But at some point, I will very likely have a class with her, and um, I rather dread that je- that day <laughs> with John. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, Looks, it sounds like this story is to be continued still I feel like this story is very much uh, TBC <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes Yeah, it's uh, good times Yeah, right Well, I can't say I have any of those kind of stories from uni Yeah, look, um, you're a lucky man <laughs> mm. Hell yeah yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> do you have anything you want to talk about? Well, we were talking about movies before, and there was something I want to talk about when we were talking about sound design and like silence in movies. Right. Yeah. And how it's never actually silent, mm. and that you, if you're doing sound for a movie, then it shouldn't ever be silent. Mm. Because even if it's like supposed to be silent, it should never be silent. Yeah. Right. Um. And that silence can only... Like, true silence should only be used for creative effect. Oh. Yeah. And it's actually really cool when you see that in movies. So, um, especially space movies mm. and oh, and A Quiet Place. That's such a good movie. It is a such a good movie. movie. Are you keen for the second one? I'm so excited. I'm really 
excited. I'm so, so excited. Um, I was reading reviews for it, and apparently mm. it's just as good, if not better, than the first one. Really? Yeah, which is awesome. I yeah. don't know how I can deal with the uh, death of that character towards the end of the first one. It's, the movie's like two years old. You can talk about it. Oh, okay. The but dad died. The dad died. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, he's, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Very sad. Sad. Mm. Mm. I don't know if I can, how I'll go with that. Um, I mean, Emily Blunt is still a great actor. And so are those yeah. kids. Those kids are amazing. So mm. it'll still be a really good film, I'm sure. Wait, didn't he direct it though? Yeah. John Krasinski directed it. Yeah. yeah. So he's directing the second one as well. He's yeah. just not starring in it because he's dead. <laughs> like Tom Hanks No, no uh, um, Alright carry on Sound. Stay with us Tom Hanks um, Sound, Please Yeah <laughs> Silence in movies uh, Yeah so like uh, A Quiet Place mm. Because it's Actually I wonder how much True Silence is actually in it A lot so, Is it? Yeah I know that Because I bought snacks Before the film <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I didn't eat them <laughs> During the trailers So I was sitting in the movie Just going <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so everyone good. was death staring at me because everyone else was intelligent and didn't buy didn't, fucking yeah. sma- snacks for the movie so i was sitting there with my goddamn maltesers and popcorn just like <laughs> oh that's fantastic anyway, sorry for the sound effects audio listeners <laughs> yeah um, um yeah but yeah true silence is just when there's like literally no audio in that yeah. part of like the session logically yeah so but normally, um, even if a scene's silent, so maybe there's a few characters in the room, but it's let's say it's awkward and no one's talking, mm. there's actually room, like there's at least a room tone. Right. So, whenever you're sitting in a room, there's noise coming from something. Um, actually, now that I think about it, I don't know how that kind of works with... What, anyway. do you mean, what do you mean by a room tone? So, maybe like the lights are buzzing, things like that. Are they? They would be, oh, well, <laughs> no, but they would be a little bit. Yes. And enough for you to hear, and you kind of hear this little tone. Yeah. Um, so, that's like the, the ambient, the, the the what's the word? What, like, f- neutral. That's like your neutral. Yeah. Well, ambience, we call yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and if it's something like, if it's something really simple, like just a room tone, it's just like one kind of buzzing, it's sort of a hum. Yeah. But... Um, even though it's not really noticeable because it's, we literally hear it all the time. Um, it's still there. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's important to have that in the film as well because otherwise yeah. it'll feel empty. Yeah. Because it actually like, you're like, oh yeah, this should be silent because no one's talking. But if they took that room tone out of there, you it would actually be so weird. Like, yeah. It would just sense. sound so out of place and unfinished. And, mm. Yeah. But then there's movies like uh, A Quiet Place which literally has parts that have no room tone, I think, mm. for dramatic effect. Yeah, like the, uh, oh. like specifically the scene where um, the monsters are stalking them and it's dead silent. Yeah. That when, sort of thing. It's when, um, actually, I just realized this. It's when, uh, you know how it like flicks to what the girl hears uh, every now and then? Yeah. And she has hearing aids and she's like deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever it flicks to her, there's like true silence there. Oh. Everywhere else, it's actually not silent. Right. There is a tone. It's only then that it's true silence. Yeah, because she literally doesn't she hear doesn't that tone. Have, yeah. Yeah. So... Oh, mm. that's really interesting. Yeah. I wonder what other movies use that. Well, um, space movies. A so lot like of space gravity. movies use it. Yep. Um, particularly when they're like outside the ship, things yeah. like that, because there's no sound in space. Yeah, because there's no oxygen. It can't yeah. travel. Yeah. Mm. Or no air, I should say. 
Yeah. Because, you so, know, air and oxygen are different things. Correct. Correct. I know <laughs> science. I pass science. I'm intelligent. <laughs> science. Great <laughs> aid. Oh, doom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and there was, there's one scene in Star Wars, back to Star Wars. I feel like we're going to talk about Star Wars a lot. I get the feeling we are. <laughs> um, it's just such a good film. I like, know. Cinematography wise, special effects, like audio, acting, it, the, it's all there. I know. It's amazing. Um, See, actually, make uh, sorry to hijack your your conversation, but that's it, ma- it does make me rather sad that people like look at Star Wars and they go, "Oh, it's just a sci-fi movie, like it's overhyped." Yeah. but no, like it's actually this incredible work of cinema mm. that's just like amazingly written and fantastically dr- bar like seven, eight, nine, but we don't talk about that. Yeah, even <laughs> even one to three are amazing films. Oh yeah, like it. The only reason people don't like them is because everyone else doesn't like them. But if you actually watch them, they're really good. Yeah. The first one's a bit iffy. Wait, are you talking about the prequel one, two, yeah, three? Yeah, prequel. Yeah. The first one's a bit iffy, but two and three, especially three, like Revenge of the Sith is such a good movie. Mm. All those fight scenes are yep. so, so good. Also, Ewan McGregor, McGregor, sorry, Ewan McGregor, he could stab me and I would probably thank him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. What a guy. Yeah. Sorry, um, carry on with your what you were saying about yeah. Star Wars. Oh, yeah. So, there's a scene in Star Wars where I think it might actually be in the first one. Like, like episode the, one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when someone's flying to a planet. I don't remember. But he's chasing chasing another thing and they're, um, and they're blowing up asteroids around him. Right. Uh, and just for dramatic effect, they, they see like the little rocket or the little bomb go to the asteroid then it goes completely silent and then just like a big boom like because you just it's kind of so like use the that sound silence gets to sucked emphasize, out yeah so they yeah. use the silence to emphasize the boom yeah oh so things like that yeah hmm. that's really intelligent use of sound i guess yeah it's subtle but it's like it's crazy how silence how you can use silence in a film for yeah anything and how it can make things sound really out of place yeah hmm. mm. funky yeah um I kind of want to talk about a serious topic. Yes. Um, so, as artists um, in a creative field, uh, I feel like it's really difficult for, A, creatives to get consistent work, considering that most of it's freelance, mm-hmm. um, and to pursue their own art rather than just doing the art that someone else is asking of them, especially, like, speaking from a photographer point of view. Mm-hmm. Well, there's heaps of projects that I would love to do and would love to t- to um, to to see through. Yeah, like fine art stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not the stuff that pays. Like that's not how you can make a living. Yeah. Um. So, as as creatives, how do you think that um, we should draw that line between like focus and hard work and actually making money between doing the thing that you actually want to do? Yeah, I don't know. This is hard because. Like, we're in that position where, like, we'd be asking people, like, professionals these questions. Yeah. Um, uh, I really... Hmm. Which I is why... It's, that's why I think it's important that we talk about it because we're obviously, like, we're, we're not at the start of our careers, I don't think. Mm. We're, like, pretty well into them, but we're by no means, like, top-of-the-line professionals. No. We're getting there. Mm. I would say that we're well-educated and... um What's well, like one below professional? Semi-pro? Like, yeah, we're like semi-pro, essentially. I would call myself semi-pro, at least. I wouldn't call myself semi-pro. Oh, okay. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. What would you classify yourself as? 
uh, somewhere between amateur and semi-pro probably. Right. End of this year, I reckon, semi-pro. Right. But like, even in regards to like when you were doing music and that sort of thing, mm. when you were very heavily involved in that, what mm-hmm. do you think that that proper balance between actually making money and doing the creative endeavors would be? Um, well, you, I think you really got to do something you love. And I don't think you're ever going to make money if you're not doing something you love mm. or you're never going to stick with it. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's just finding something you love that not necessarily has decent pay, but has like there are opportunities out there to get jobs mm. in that field. Yeah. Um, well, the, there's this whole thing and not just in the creative field, but in in um, in our generation as a whole, um, mm. specifically in the like with like entrepreneurs and stuff. Um, this whole idea that like hustling and putting in a lot of effort and trying really hard will get you everywhere. Yeah. But I feel like in the generation that we're in, that's just not true anymore. No. It's it's just as much about who you know um, and how you know them and how well you know them as it is about what you know and what you can do. Yeah, completely. And Mm. even social media. Yeah. Like, Oh, knowledge of social media is... Yeah. So important. Like, it's, in, you know, you could just jump on Instagram, go like a, a bunch of, for me, producers things. And yeah. if you find another semi-pro producer, just hit them up. Yeah. And be like, you want to collaborate have on something? Have you done that before? Or, oh, I haven't yet. No. Oh. Because I have so many connections at unis. Now, right. You don't so, really have to. No. Yeah. But I'm sure I'll be doing that in the mm. not so distant future. Well, when I was in New York last year, mm. I was, I didn't go through Instagram, but... I think like just being have being able to talk to people as a creative is is so so important. Yeah. Um. When I was going through New York, I had a day off, and I was just walking around, um, doing some street photography, that sort of thing. Mm. And um, I ended up in a park in Lower Manhattan. Yeah. <clears throat> um. And there was this big market on. Uh, it was all very nice, and um, there was this guy sitting there, um in like full streetwear, like decked out, looked really, really nice. Mm. So I went up to him and I was like, hey, like, are you busy right now? What are you waiting for? And he was like, oh, I'm waiting for this designer, but I've got like half an hour um, to kill. I was like, oh, sick. Um, hmm. Do you want to do a photo shoot? Oh, Real sweet. Quick. Yeah. Um, and I just did a really quick photo shoot with him and I got like 30 good images out of it. Wow. That's um, really cool. But that's what I mean. Like, and I got his Instagram. I got his uh, Facebook, all his social media, like... Mm. That's someone that's now seen my work and seen me as a professional. Yeah. Where the next time I go to New York, I can hit them up and they'll be like, hey, like these people were interested in getting photos from you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is really cool, actually. But I think that that's, <clears throat> that's such a big part of it. Yeah. Is making those connections and knowing those people. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've always thought about doing things like that with um, buskers. Mm. Like you just go up to buskers. I've seen heaps of, there's heaps of stuff on YouTube with that. Yeah. Just going up to buskers that sound really good and you're just... Just joining them? Yeah. Just jamming? Or jamming or just saying like, oh, hey, you know, this is my number or whatever. Yeah, Got free studio something. time. Mm. You know, let's hang out. Like fully for free? Yeah. Well, like with me at uni, I get a bunch of free studio time, so... Right. Do you know? Is that like allotted or do you have to no. book it in or how does so, it work? So, there's... Like a certain amount of studios, and you get we get four hours per studio per mm. week for free, right? And well, actually, you don't need to pay at all because it or it comes out of your uh, like tuition fees you pay mm. anyway. Um, but yeah, four hours per studio per week, 
And if like if you're doing a project and maybe there's three people in the project, you can just book out one studio for twelve hours and just Wow. Yeah. That's each so them, sick. Each yeah. of us just get three uh four hours mm. and yeah. So you just start in the morning and then get some lunch in the middle and come back. <laughs> go, you know. You got all day, yeah. Yeah. Go down the pub just down the road, come back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so sick. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Then we get access to whole heaps of gear and stuff. So, mm. so, in conclusion, yes, uh, it's a bit of both. So it's connections and hustle. Yeah, do you agree? Like you have to you have to work stupidly hard for it, mm. but also there's a bit That's, of luck involved yeah. in meeting the right people. Yeah, it's almost you just got to work hard to meet people. Work hard, I think. play hard. Sorry, go. <laughs> wow, <laughs> mature. Carry on. Um, yeah, so. I think you just put them two together. You got to work hard to meet people, mm. to network. Um, yeah, I've gotten sort of gotten that drilled into me networking, mm. um, and how important that is. And yeah, yeah, hundred so. mm. percent. Yeah. Um, do you mind if we talk about some artists, some more art people? Um, so I have a couple artists that I want to talk about that I brought that I brought for the class today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, oh, you're talking about like painting artists. Well, yeah. Oh, the wow. That really messed with my head. Why? Because uh, as soon as you said artists, I'm like, music. No, not music. I'm talking about actual artists. Yes. Go for it. <laughs> now I'm understanding yes. what's, you know, uh, what's happening no. here. So I'm going to talk about three artists. Uh, one of them is uh, a performance artist or mm-hmm. a group of performance artists <clears throat> who I don't actually have the name of, uh, which I feel bad about. Uh, two of them I don't have the names of because they're much smaller uh, much smaller artists, so you can't Google them. Mm. Um, the top one you can probably find a news story for, but then the third one is someone you can Google. So yeah. um, the first one, uh, so I'm not sure where this museum is, but there's um, there's a museum called the the Tate Gallery. Um, Tate Gallery. Yeah, the Tate Gallery. Is it in Brisbane? <clears throat> no, it's not in Brisbane. Um, mm. And Do so not worry of that. This gallery was, um, it was sponsored by, um, it's in London, sorry. Lim- ah. London, Liverpool, and Cornwall. Um, Cornwall. So Cornwall. Um, so it's a, <laughs> it's a British, British art gallery. And um, they were sponsored by BP, ah. as in the oil company BP. Yeah. Um, and obviously, people didn't enjoy that because it meant that um, the art that people were producing was uh, being vetted by... BP, the oil company. Right. So anything that was like climate change related or uh, went oh, against yeah. anything that they agreed with couldn't be hung in the gallery, hmm. which was really, really, really dodgy. Yeah. Um, so this performance art group um, got together and, um, and, and put on a performance piece in the lobby, lobby of the Tate Museum. Right. Um, and they got... These oil canisters. Mm. Uh, the the show was called "License to uh, License to Spill." Um, <laughs> yeah, and um, I'll show you the. That's the that's the performance art. Oh wow! Um, so it was a guy in the middle of the or yeah, it was a guy, a person, in the middle of the <laughs> of the uh, lobby of the Tate Gallery, mm. and then two hooded figures came up and poured oil over him or mm. her whoever it is. Um, and that was like that performance art piece 
to go against uh, BP. BP having a major stake in the Tate Gallery mm. um, and essentially advocating for uh, the freedom of um, of art within this gallery. Yeah, wow. Um, and the gallery basically, like, this happened and the gallery went, oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they cut ties with BP entirely. Yeah. Um, wow. So all of the, all their sponsor, their whole sponsorship with BP, they completely cut off. Hmm. Um, which I thought was a really cool example of like how art influences the real world. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was super, super cool. That is kind um, of crazy. Yeah. Um, so this other one, the second one that I want to talk about is, um, I don't think I'll be able to find a picture of it, but I'll try my best. Um, is one of my uni lecturers... Uh, who uh, did a photo series. No, I won't be able to find it very easily. Um, Who did a photo series where he would take these really, really, really high-definition images of bridges, uh, nature, anywhere, like uh, between Berlin and Brisbane. So he would switch between the two. Right. Um, He's a German photographer. Mm. Um, And he did this photo series where he would take these super high-resolution images. Um, he would take, like, 20 images of the same scene, and he would stitch them all together so it was super, super high-def. You could, like, walk right up to it and see mm. all the detail. It was wow. really, really cool. Mm. Um, and then all of these photos would be a person taking a selfie somewhere in the photo. Oh. Um, and then hanging next to this massive printed canvas mm. would be the cell phone with the selfie oh. on it that the person ta- has taken. Wow. And it was so, so cool. That is cool. Um, and a lot of them weren't like, uh, weren't really statements or anything, but one of them I really, really enjoyed was this really, really nice scene of nature. Um, and it was a really beautiful photo and it had the guy in it taking the selfie. Um, and he, in the selfie, it's he's facing towards the camera. So he, the camera's here the, mm-hmm. And he's like the the selfie is facing towards the camera essentially, so he's he's, he's facing, facing away, away from the yeah. camera. Yeah, um, and in the selfie, you can see that the selfie is of him and his like petrol guzzling car in oh. like this really really nice scenery. Mm. And so the whole idea was like, and a lot of the photos follow this same thing of like really nice nature and then one person away from nature or actively rebelling against nature or doing things against nature. Mm, Yeah, right. Um, And so it was like this whole thing about climate change and that sort of thing and how people Mm. deny it and and don't really want to be a part of it. Yeah. I thought that one was really, really, really cool, Mm -hmm. Um, especially because of how high res all those photos were. Yeah. Um, And the third one is my favorite one, Mm. um, is a sculpture by Jeff Koons. Who Jeff Koons. Jeff Koons with a K, um, and he is a modern art sculptor, painter, artist. Mm. Like just does a bit of everything, really. Yeah. Um, and you know Sean Penn, the actor. Yeah. So Sean Penn, for many years of his life, uh, spent a lot of time collecting guns. He really, really liked mm. guns. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a collection that was that was like worth a, a couple hundred thousand dollars yeah worth of guns which is a shit ton whoa <laughs> um it was something like 25 30 35 guns something like that yeah right um and so a few weeks ago he basically was like i'm done i don't want these guns anymore i don't want them in my possession hmm. um 
he kind of saw the damage that they did and just didn't didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. So he messaged Jeff Coons and goes, "Hey, I have this um, stack essentially of guns mm. that I don't want anything to do with. Um, would you like to make an art piece out of it?" Hmm. Um. So. Uh, what Jeff Coons did was he decommissioned all of these guns so that you have to do that legally yeah. um, and go through and go, hey, these guns don't exist anymore. Mm. Um, and he, so he went through and um, and then he started melting them, all these guns. Oh, I think I might have seen this. Did you? Maybe. Um, yeah, so he started melting all these guns and he started making a sculpture out of it. Um, and it is so sick. Uh, let me see if I can find it quickly, but he um he got it he got it melted and made a sculpture out of it and it went for sale this morning or our time this morning last night US time yeah um and so this is whoa hey, this is the sculpture what the heck yeah it's so cool okay I did not see that yeah um for the audio listeners I'll I'll put it in the description for you to have a look at whoa um so yeah Jeff Coons made this sculpture and um. And he, he, he sold it this morning. Don't take a guess how much he sold it for. Uh, um, I'll tell you who he sold it for. Do you know who Anderson Cooper Cooper is? I do not. So Anderson Cooper is a um, a late night show host, I believe, uh, in America. Uh, he's a, Sorry, no, no, no. He's a journalist and a CNN anchor. Oh, um, yep. Anderson Cooper. Okay. You've probably seen him before. Yeah, probably. Do you want to take a guess how much... Uh, he bought this sculpture for at an auction this morning. Um, well... I'll give you a hint. It has a lot of zeros. I reckon 400. 400,000? Yeah. No, more. 700? No, more. Like more than... Wait. A million? More. 5 million? No. 1.4 million dollars. That is a lot of money. He sold that sculpture to Anderson Cooper for $1.4 million. What the heck? Yeah, which is actually very cheap for a Jeff Koons sculpture. Really? Yeah. What's his more... What, do you know what his more expensive ones are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to yeah. take a guess at what his... Um, the, I think it's the piece that he sold before this one. Uh, do you want to take a guess at how much he sold it for? Two it's million? much, much more. Five million. More. Ten million. Way more. Fifty million? Way more. What? <laughs> more than fifty million. Ninety one million dollars. What the heck? Mm-hmm. It was a sculpture of a rabbit. <laughs> what? Yep. Sculpture, a sculpture of a rabbit. rabbit. Was it a particularly cool rabbit? Uh <laughs> 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 uh I'm assuming it was just a rabbit. Just a rabbit. Uh yeah, so $91 million. For a rabbit? For a rabbit. <laughs> wow. I think we're, we're either going into really, really, really the right field mm. or really, really the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> $91 million. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah, it's insane. Um, but yeah, no. So those those are the artists that I wanted to talk about yeah. today. Oh, $91 million. So that just... Um, reminds me of like the trailer music industry. Have you heard it is? Oh, yeah. like movie trailers. Like, yeah, right. Go um, shoot. There's actually like 
I didn't even realize this, but there is a massive industry just for trailers. So oh, don't they all have like the same six songs? No. Oh. So, so they're clearly not very creative. Uh, they're all very similar. <laughs> <laughs> they're very similar, yes, and it's like a very competitive industry, but there are so many people that do it. Mm. And if you get on like um, big trailers, there's so much money in it. Like what What would you classify as a big trailer? Oh, like um, A Quiet Place is a big trailer. Right. But like any of those. So just a blockbuster film, essentially. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, that's like probably a size you can get. Really, in trailer yeah. music. Right. Um, I reckon, anyway. But, yeah, so they normally have... Uh, so, the people who are making the film... Um, the Like, the director. Mm-hmm. That's what I was looking for. The director will sort of go to his, like... Um, a production guy who will talk to... Uh, who will um, have a, a brief mm. of the film. And he'll go to a bunch of uh, trailer music companies and then they'll send out briefs to their artists who will then make a song, like maybe two minutes, mm. um, a trailer, something that could go over this trailer and then they'd send it back um, and they then the company would make an album. and um, Like a full album. Yeah. Right. So they'd probably get um, 10, 20 songs back depending on how many artists they wanted. It could be an EP if they only gave it to a few, if it was a smaller yeah. thing maybe. But um, yeah, so they, uh, you get 20 songs on this album and then they um, choose maybe the best ones and you just get a slightly smaller album. They send it off to the um, uh, to the guy who gave them the briefs from the production team on the, hmm. from the director. Like the actual film. Yeah. Yep. And then he'll go and pick... Um, and if he likes a song, he, they'll often ask for stems, and which is stems are um, pretty much the multi-track of the song. So don't know what that means. Uh, so <laughs> you have to dumb it down for ah, me. I'm, so, I'm but a humble photographer. <laughs> so like, um, you know, you have your kick drums, snare drum, mm-hmm. tom, all on different tracks. So kick drums on one track and then snares on another track and right. then and so they'll ask for the stems, um, which pretty much they're asking for every single one of those the audio individual things. tracks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and stems are just like sort of the way you format it and yeah, got it. Make sure it's so when you um, let's say he's used the program program Logic and now this guy's importing it onto Pro Tools. Um, if it's not in stems, then it could really mess up where things start. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, trailer music. Um, yeah, so he'll... If he likes it, he'll ask the stems. And sometimes you could just maybe get this piano lick that you thought was really cool. And he puts that into his... Into the song. So, he'll create then this song out of all these stems... And that can be like maybe a hundred stems on one song, so he's probably got two thousand stems, yeah. and now he's creating a song for this trailer, and um, and yeah, so he'll get maybe this um, this section and then this like little piano lick, and if you get three seconds of a, of your piano lick on that, that could be thousands of dollars. Whoa, yeah, so I think so. It goes to those individual artists. Yeah, right. It'll oh, it goes back to the like the company and then they'll give it to the artist right. and 
for a smaller amount. So I think this guy who came in and was talking to us about it, he said his biggest pay was I think four seconds of a stem, so maybe a guitar lick or something like that, and he got twenty two thousand dollars. Fuck <laughs> yeah! Holy shit! Twenty two thousand dollars. Did he say what movie? Uh, I, he did. I don't remember him though. But they were they weren't um, big movies. Actually, it um, one of them was a I think a Black Ops trailer, Call of Duty Black Ops trailer. Shit. Yeah. Twenty two thousand dollars. Yeah. For four seconds. Fuck, I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> Actually, that's not entirely true. No. I, have, I have a money story to tell you after this. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but see, he would have been going up against hundreds hundreds of people mm. and he managed to get four seconds on it. But still, um, yeah, like Call of Duty trailers, it's a pretty big company and all that. So, they have all the money. They'll pay, um, they'll pay you know, the old, old day rates. Yeah. Yeah, so now places like um, companies like Disney actually completely short change in terms of money like this full-on cheapskates oh really particularly in that industry yeah um they just won't pay the amount so the company and the sort of producers of from disney kind of agree on a price right and the thing is um disney will be like oh i'm paying this much uh or i'm going with something else and so it's a big win for the um the company to get the name on that yeah trailer song so yeah that is, just, that's really that's really cool yeah what's the what's like the most money you could make from one of them do you think oh i reckon a hundred thousand a hundred thousand would be like plus yeah right um you know if you got if you got five seconds of a few stems mm. i reckon you could i think i think i heard someone i think he told us a story a hundred and something hundred and something thousand dollars insane just for a little bit Mm. but it was like for a blockbuster film sort of thing yeah well i it's not it's not someone i know personally because Mm. jesus if i did i would be on their ass all the time but yeah yeah, so this guy took this photo with hundreds and hundreds of planes taking off Mm. and he posted it in this it was like an art exhibition so it was for for like actual exhibition in the gallery yep um and he he posted it on um on his website and all these news companies kept contacting him, trying to get to use just this one image. Yeah, right. Um, and it made him so much money because they had to pay all these royalties for it, which is just fucking yeah, right. wild. That is insane. Um, How much did he make from it? Uh, I don't remember exactly, but I know that it was it was in the tens, if not hundreds of thousands. Holy moly! Yeah, it was. It's actually. And that, uh, you just reminded me of that when you were talking, telling me about how much money they make from um, from that um, from trailer music. Yeah, from those stems. Yeah, but you yeah, know, like that's the thing with the arts is like you'll either make a shit ton of money really quickly or you just never will. Like it's yeah. one, it's one of those things. It's like it'll either happen or it won't, and that's mm. just kind of how it is, which is really sad. It's it a is. sad reality, but like if you enjoy it, you'll keep doing it. Yeah. But, For um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see if I can find this photo. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Um, do I have anything else I want to talk about? Surely. Surely you have a shit ton of stuff you want to talk about. Oh, man. I could talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Do it, man. Um, uh, I guess going back to the TIE fighter thing, we were talking about how he put distortion on it. 
Mm. And I was going to talk about like what distortion is because it freaked me out what it was. Right, go. Um, you know how things clip? Yep. It's just that. What do you mean it's just that? It's literally just excessive clipping. Fuck off. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure that's just what it is. I was gonna well, yell I was gonna yell into the microphone to demonstrate clipping. <laughs> no thanks. I thought that that would be very No thanks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, touch for, the gain knob. For the audio listeners, I went to reach for the gain knob on my um audio interface. Don't touch it. To uh to, to fucking blast the eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So but like it's clips and then it creates Harmonics. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know if I want to get into the whole harmonic series and all that. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe hold off for a bit. Yeah. If we really run out of things to it's talk just about. Like frequencies and stuff. And if you play one frequency and then each frequency has its own harmonic series. Mm. And yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Actually. So, <laughs> it's sort of like if... So, we did like 1K. We sent 1K through a thing. Mm. that frequency and then you distort that um and then you get these just the harmonics so you can if you watch a graphic graphic analyzer no just like a eq analyzer thingy Mm -hmm. i forgot the actual name um you can just see like that frequency pop up and then the next one and it's just like oh they're the harmonics so yeah that's so weird there's so much shit like that that, like you just don't think about like you Mm. never need to think about yeah it's just and then one day someone tells you and you're like what what the fuck yeah <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> yeah so i i remember going into like a distortion workshop and he's like yeah so it's just pretty much clipping um yeah and you're like uh, um <laughs> do you mind explaining that some more yeah <laughs> so i just i like to call distortion creative clipping <laughs> actually it's just creative clipping <laughs> um i want to talk about like influences and stuff for a second mm-hmm. um because i was listening to a podcast yes. surprise surprise this one um i yes i am narcissistic and listen to my own podcast but uh i actually did the other day it was rather sad yeah like the whole like i've i listened to it like three times while i was editing it and then oh, i listened really? to it again of my own free will yeah <laughs> just just because yeah i couldn't have done that <laughs> i listened to it once to take notes for myself and that was about it Um, No, I was listening to The Ground Up Show, which is a podcast hosted by Matt Diavella, who is a filmmaker and content creator uh, who lives in Los Angeles, um, who I would love to interview one day. He is Mm. amazing. But um, he was talking the other day in his podcast, the other day, this is like June last year, but it was the other day (laughs) when I listened to this podcast. Um, He was talking about the fact that um, all of these people in the media have found the way to present themselves. Hmm. Um, and he called it, uh, he called the way he, he changed the way he viewed it when he became an influencer and he calls it the Netflix. I think he called it the Netflix method or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, which is essentially that no matter how famous a person is, hmm. what they do, how many people they know, how much money they make. Yeah. Oprah Winfrey, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, fucking you, Jackman, mm-hmm. Barack Obama, all go home at the end of the day, take their shoes off, get in their sweatpants, and watch Netflix. Like oh, at right. least, yeah, okay. At least at some point in the past few weeks, they've gotten home and just been absolutely exhausted, mm. and just like fuck it, I'm gonna watch Netflix. 
right? Yeah. And like, there was like that whole thing of like, yeah, like it really humanizes them because you're mm. like, oh yeah. Like, they actually do that. They actually are people yeah. and they are just normal humans. Oh, and like crazy. you get, you do understand that on a generic level mm. that a celebrity is a person, Yeah. but you never make that genuine connection that, oh shit, that's a people's. Yes. Yeah. But I yeah. get that. No, but he was talking about how, um, cause he, the, he had another person on the podcast who um, started this blog when he was in college and it kind of grew really quickly. Um, and he very quickly became this like uh, media person essentially. Mm. And he was talking about how um, he was figuring out how to present himself. Um, and he was talking about how you look up to all of these interviewers, like you look up to Larry King, Oprah, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, all these people that interview pe- interview people for a living. Yeah. And he was like, the reason that you can't copy those people and why it doesn't work when you copy those people is that when you, the, the reason they interview like the, they, they do and the reason that they act like they do is mm. because that's what makes them the most comfortable. Oh. So if you try to copy them, you're right. just going to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, yeah. sorry. So mm. you just need to do what makes you comfortable and then create your own media presence that way as that person rather than being uncomfortable. Because uh. if you're uncomfortable, then people won't want to listen. Because yeah. regardless of what you think or what you say, people are going to pick up that you're uncomfortable. Yeah. Which I just found super interesting. That is really interesting. And he's he like, 100% recommend Matt Vella's podcast, The Ground Up Show. Ground um, Up Show. It is... Write that down. Yeah, actually write <laughs> it down. Um, subtle plug for The Ground Up Show. Not subtle. It's not subtle at all. Not subtle. Um, <laughs> But um, no, it's a fantastic podcast and he is mm. a fantastic, fantastic filmmaker. Um, he actually has a film on Netflix mm. called, um, oh, it's called Minimalism Something Something. Um, I think it's called like Minimalism, The Abstract of Life or something like that. Let me have a look. Oh. Um, but he makes all of these films and all of these movies and TV shows, uh, YouTube thingies Minim- hmm. it's called minimalism a documentary about the important things um yeah. and he basically talks about how he completely flipped his life upside down and got rid of the majority of his personal possessions mm. that he was like i don't need these anymore like right. he wears the same pair of jeans and the same five shirts every day of the week oh so he doesn't have to think about clothes he's eliminated that from his life mm. um he only has the apps that he actually needs. So he doesn't have Instagram. He doesn't have Facebook, doesn't have Twitter. <laughs> he uses all of those from his desktop for his work time. Oh, yeah. Um, he's organized his life into sections. Mm. So like this time is for work. This time is for eating, like that sort of thing. And not yeah. to a T, like this is just generally like anywhere from eight till 10 is mm. my breakfast. And then 10 till six is when I work, that sort of thing. It's like full Sheldon Cooper styles. Yeah, but not like neurotic. He's not like super intense about it. He's right. just like, I've, he's, he's just eliminated the parts of his life that he thinks aren't necessary. Right. Um, okay. But he's, yeah, and he does the same thing with his filmmaking. All of his films are just beautiful to watch because mm. they're so simple. Yeah. There's nothing extra. There's nothing flashy. It's not um, not anything crazy. It's just really nice to watch. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's like a really nice way to live. Like, yeah. I've got all this shit, which is like... <laughs> Which is a shelf full of cameras. Yeah. And well, oh, yeah. Sorry, audio listeners. <laughs> um, yes, audio listeners. It is a shelf full of all of my old film cameras. 
um, and, and lenses. other garbage down the bottom. And don't talk about the garbage at the bottom. Um, but <laughs> all my camera bags are there and stuff as well. Yeah. But, um, but like this stuff, I deem essentials. Like this is the stuff that I need because it's a set mm. and like my Bronica there, my medium format, yeah. that's important to me. And like all of these are important to me because these are cameras that have been passed down to me. Mm. But things like um, random possessions that I might own, like yeah. um, a clock that I don't use or extra watches or um, just just like, you know how you randomly hoard all of these yeah. things that you just get at some point and mm-hmm. you have nothing to do with? Like yep. his whole philosophy is just get rid of it. You don't need it. Um but like, if you see value in something, keep it. Yeah. It's essentially his whole his whole thing. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but um, that's like after after spending a lot of time listening to his podcast and watching his videos, like I've been trying to get into that mindset, like yeah. of getting into just keeping the essentials of the mm. things that I really, really, really need, rather than hoarding all of the things that I don't. Yeah, because like, there's no point putting all that effort in and and emotional, um, emotional energy into um all of these material possessions yeah yeah and just to be sad that they go like there's no point in being sad that they go because Mm. it's just a thing you know yeah and it's just not useful yeah exactly it's not adding anything yeah like what is my darth like my 116th side darth if i can talk (laughs) my 116th size darth vader replica going to do for me like it's nothing. Cool. I got it at a pawn shop in great in when I was eight. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to use it. It's never going to be useful to me. So yeah. why should I keep it? Mm. It's all those things that you need to think about. Like things like things like lights and cameras and that is all relevant to my career. Like these are the things that I need. Yeah. But like, do I really need anything else? Do I really need mm. all these clothes that I have? Yeah, that's true. Like what if like I could realistically just wear the same pair of pants and five white t-shirts. For a mm. week, and just wash my pants one day a week. <laughs> like it's all these things. Yeah, that it just goes through and picks out the things that aren't necessary. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I think once once I move, I'm gonna like really get rid of a bunch of shit. Yeah, well, that's the best time to do it because you have to go through everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I'm not gonna take a lot over when no. I move overseas because it's like, what am I gonna take with me? Mm. I'm going to take my cameras and take some clothes. Full stop. Yeah. Not your Darth Vader thing? No, not my Darth Vader thing. What about that giant rubber duck behind you? We don't talk about ducky. (laughs) So he is going. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I think that's that's an important thing to think about is the things that you actually place value in and Mm. actual value, not just, oh, but I got him. I got it. (laughs) Yeah. I got it two years ago. Mm. Like, I don't want to throw it out because I have it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to bring up? Or... I don't know. We can keep talking. It's fine. Keep talking. Yeah. Country music. You like it? Fuck off. <laughs> no? <laughs> Would have been good if we just cut the, cut the podcast <laughs> there. <laughs> Country music. You like it? Fuck off. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. No, but actual? Do you like country music? Um, hmm. How do I hmm. answer this without offending a lot of people? Mm. Um, I don't enjoy a lot of country music. Yeah. But 
there is some that I will listen to. Like what? What kind of some? Like the Baby sort lock of them doors and turn the lights <laughs> down. That doesn't low. count. <laughs> yeah, it that's does. That's country. No, yeah. it's like I would legitimately listen to that song. Okay, um, so sort of the cliche kind of stuff. Yeah, like like self-aware country. Country that knows it's a little bit shit and just plays into it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't like really serious country. Yeah. Where it's like, I bought a red pickup truck and then I fucked <laughs> my Christian wife. Like, <laughs> Too accurate. Yeah. Too it's, accurate. it's like, I don't want to know your life story. I, I just want to... Life story <laughs> I just want to drink alcohol and not have to think about the music <laughs> I'm listening to. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's kind of a sensitive topic at school too. Is it? Do a lot of people like yes. country music? No. Oh, um, <laughs> no, well, no, no, especially in like, um, in our age, city, city life, mm. um, and we're young, so it's kind of all pop, all EDM, hip hop. A lot of rap. I listen to a lot of rap. A lot of rap. See, I don't, I don't, I can't do rap. I think we have to teach you the ways of rap. I think Maybe. we have to give you some good albums. So, I don't know. I don't know. Wotski yeah. released his new album last See, week. See, cool. Wotski's new album is very good. Yeah. I um I started listening to it today on the drive home from work. Mm-hmm. And man, it's, it's cool. so good. It's yeah, so, right. There's one song that is 10 minutes long. Really? Yeah. It's, it just yeah. keeps going. And it's like, it's one of his story songs. So it's like, oh yeah. Very, They're very in depth. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. It's so, so cool. I really, really like it. Mm. Um, do you have any parting words? Any last things you want to say? Listen to Good Country. Listen to good, good country. country. What's good country? Ah, uh, yes. That's not that's not an answer. <laughs> um, there was just a band that um, got mentioned to me, Larkin Poe. It's a a duo, two girls, mm. but it's actually quite funky. Right. Quite like it. I'm right. I'm gonna look look into more country. That's sort of that vibe. Mm. Um. So that's your recommendation. Yeah. Do you want to say it one more time? Larkin Poe. Lark. L a r k. I n. Larkin. Oh, Larkin. Yes, Larkin Poe. Right. I'm with you. Larkin, P-O-E. Yeah. Oh, like Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. But not. You don't, do you know who that is? I have no idea. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Next week, I'm going to educate you on Edgar, Edgar oh. Allan Poe. Sorry. Okay. All right, let's end it. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed our ramblings. Um, <laughs> Once again. So good. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Have a great week. We'll see you all next week. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay. Let's try that again. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, we will see you all next week. Uh, the podcast is available everywhere now. So it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, mm-hmm. TuneIn, um, uh, everywhere. All the things. All the things. Um, if you're listening on one of those things, uh, please don't forget to rate the podcast, review mm-hmm. it, leave some kind words. Five stars. Uh, it means the word to us. World to us. Um, and lastly, we also have a video podcast. Just look up the first show on YouTube. Um, there's also some clips and you can see our faces talking and you can see things when we, uh, point at stuff that you can't look at when you're listening <laughs> yeah. to the audio. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening. See you next week. Bye. 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 Yeah. Woo. <laughs>